This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another episode. As I am every week, I'm still Sensei Michelle. And I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And we are so happy to be just the three of us hanging out talking about a letter. Just the three of us. <laughs> Do you guys have any news that we should add before we get this show on the road? Literal show on the road? I don't think, I don't so. think so. Finishing out another calendar year? Yeah, but we just passed our fourth anniversary, which woo-hoo, is pretty cool. Woo-hoo. Okay. In that case... Today, our letter is the letter J. Picked by Sensei Jackie. Jackie. (laughs) Let's get started. Before we get started, let's review our letter episodes because we've done a lot of them and perhaps some of you have never heard them. So it's pretty simple. We have a bag with some letters and we choose a letter out. Then we all choose some words based on that letter that we can discuss from a karate person's point of view. But don't jinx it. (laughs) I got that because today our letter is J. And at the end, we will look everything up in the dictionary to see if we can even find the words. And if we can find the words, how much we agree or disagree with what the experts say. How do we do? I think we did great. And we'll see whether the experts actually have a a martial arts point of view when they wrote their definitions. Or common sense. Well, similar. Here we go. So we're going to jump right in. I got it. No pun intended. And talk about jumping jacks. But we're going to discuss jumping jacks, kind of grouping it into all the other exercises that we do in karate. So for those of you that may not know what a jumping jack is, we encourage you to YouTube it. And and do uh, it. And do it. It's fun. It's jumping. That's it. Putting the kidding aside. We're going to talk a little bit about exercising in class. Yes. It's something that our dojo puts a very big emphasis on. It is very rare that we have a class where there is not a dedicated exercise period. All, all dojos are like that. And traditional dojos start with exercise and stretch. Every class. And Every sometimes class. it's in the beginning. Sometimes it's in the middle. Sometimes it's in the end. In our dojo. Us. Yeah, we put we put it all over the place. Sometimes we're sporadic, right? We can put it anywhere in class that we'd like. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little bit of exercise to warm you up or to cool you down. But karate is exercise in its nature. That really is what we're doing. But when we talk about exercising in class in a dedicated time period, we're talking about more strength training. We're talking about what we would call an interval workout or a workout that is dedicated towards getting stronger outside of the technology of karate. Agree. And I have to give a shout out here that we did a whole episode on exercising with my dad a couple of years ago, who's a personal trainer. So maybe we could put that episode in the show notes. in the show notes because we talked a lot about the need for exercising and the need for that strength training. So Yes. Check it out. We are absolutely going to tag Brian's episode. And I want to say quick shout out to the saying, um, Zen Ken Ishua, strong mind, strong body, strong spirit. So we're all firm believers in strong bodies. I also want to say, let's jump over the jumping jack thing real quick. Love them. Don't care one way or the other. Not a fan of jumping jacks. Where do you stand on it, Landon? I got to be honest here. 
Please. I like them because they're easy for me, Ah. but I don't love them as an exercise because they're just not my favorite. Well, their job is mostly to get your heart rate up. Wouldn't you agree with that? Us. Like push-ups has a double duty. It gets your heart rate up and it makes your upper body strong if done well. Sit-ups has a similar thing, but jumping jacks and, and its friend mountain climbers, its main job is to keep your heart rate going. And would you say that not even in karate, but across all martial arts, that a dedicated exercise period in class is common? Oh, I would, wouldn't you? As far as I know, yes. We're shouting out to you. And as soon as Jackie and I vote on jumping jacks, we're going to give you the information on how to tell us. But first, we're going to finish the vote. I love the idea of jumping jacks. And when I was younger and a little more agile, I thought they were so much fun. They're not as much fun for me anymore, but I really see the point in them. Did they name it after you? (laughs) Jumping, you know. I used to tell my kids when I was teaching the little ones, they're jumping Jackie's named after me. And and they would always look at me like, if she's telling the truth. I love that. That's fun. Okay. And I can take them or leave them. I don't have a problem with jumping jacks. I can do them. Although somewhere over the 55, 70 mark, my knees start to hurt. If you keep it under 50, it's a great warm up. All right. Now. Does your dojo exercise every class? Is it a traditional part? And do you always do it at the beginning? That is our question. Us. Reach us. You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. You can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. And some exciting news. You can check us out on YouTube for an archive of our episodes. So check us out on YouTube at Wildcat Dojo. Yes, we are definitely putting all the episodes up there and it's going so well. I'm learning as I go. Landon will tell you, he taught me and I'm, you know, just keep on going and going. It's very interesting for me. It really is. And and as I've been looking at those episodes on YouTube, I've noticed how many um, weapons episodes we've had. And it just so happens that my J word is a weapon called a jute. A jute, it looks like a sigh with one wing. It was used by the Japanese police years and years ago. In fact, some people say that they, the uh, police who train in traditional methods can still use a jute. And during the time of more swords on the street, the jute was used because it could trap the blade of a sword and deflect it with the hope that the person was not cut. So the jute is a Japanese word. J-U-T-T-E is how it's spelled in the Karate Dictionary and how we had always spelled it on Sensei Peg's chest and weapons. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my old and dear friend, Sensei Peg. Rest in peace, my friend. Yes. And I want to add one thing to your conversation about the jute as a weapon in law enforcement. The original jute was about a foot long with a wing that was about three inches from the wing to the blade. That was the width. So you could get a wrist in there, but it would be a tight fit if that was a grown up. Correct? Yes. Okay. When I was a young karate person and we were still with Master Hess, he was making weapons for the police departments out of this awesome plastic. I have no idea what it is. So if you're out there, you can shout out and help me out and I can add it to another episode 
or in some notes somewhere to tell people what the actual plastic was, but it is tough. I thought it was called Lexan, but I could be wrong. She is probably right. He was famous for making his nunchucks out of them. Yes. But he also made a jute. And this jute was 24 inches long and had a distance from blade to wing that was approximately four and a half inches. Oh. And both the jute from Japan and the jute that Master Hess made had a nice handle where you held onto it. And so it gave it what we call in our style joint control properties where you could capture the person by the wrist or some other body part and kind of manipulate them. I still have one. So if I find it at my house, I'll take a picture of it and we can put it on Twitter or Instagram. Okay, guys? Sounds great. We've already told you where to find us. Do you have anything on the jute, Lana? Just a shout out to another J name that we have talked about before, Master Joe Hess. Oh, yeah, we did that. And also, we found another meaning of the word jute. Yes, we did. And it's spelled with only one T, according to the dictionary. But what it is, is an East Indian plant. And from that plant comes a fiber that can be used like uh, like horsehair was to join nunchucks or a, a very, very strong fiber, similar to hemp. As, um, and similar to rope. Right. I wonder if you could wrap the handle of a jute with jute. It's <laughs> an interesting concept. It's a jute jute. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay. Before I push on to my word, I'm going to stop and do a shout out to Honor Athletics. Of, of course. course. Cynthia is wonderful. Please support her. You can reach her at 770-945-5150 for all your karate needs. Maybe you can even buy a jute. I'm sure you can, actually. I would imagine. So, oh, don't forget, by the way, when you're checking out, to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. But if you don't like calling, you can visit their website at honor-athletics.com. Perfect in time for the holiday season. Wow, you're good at this, Landon. I've missed you. (laughs) okay i'm gonna hope that we don't end on a too serious of note here because i'm going to start with the word justify and that first off is a word i hope you all know in english and (laughs) if not we have a problem exactly justify i haven't looked up what it means yet so i'm going to tell you what's in my head and i'm going to say it means to make an excuse for That's what I would think it is. I think the dictionary is going to be more liberal in its view and say the reason why. But in karate, we don't do excuses. We do self-responsibility. And that is, like I said, I'm hoping we don't get too serious here. (laughs) So let's see what we can do. Sometimes things go wrong. And that's just how it is. There's a saying that I've heard a lot of times in a lot of ways, but I've certainly heard it in karate, which is if you justify your weaknesses, you can surely keep them. Mm -hmm. Yes. So many times. And it's all true. I've also heard it said, fight for your weaknesses and you can surely keep them. And that's a fun um, play on the word fight as a karate person, right? Yes. So without going too deep and maybe we'll find a J word along the way, weaknesses that that might be hidden that we might not even realize were justifying. I'm going to say tardiness, being late. Oh, 
See, we might not even realize that we're doing that. Making excuses. Oh, good one. You can't people make excuses for making excuses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anytime you say, well, this is why I can't. Mm. Oh, that's so funny because I was thinking of how when you're a young karate student and you don't have any choice, the teacher says to you, don't say can't. But after you've been in karate for a while, even as say a, a obligated brown belt, Landon, not a brand new one. So you've been there long enough to know brown belt is the rank of obligation. Yes. You're like finding a way inside your head to say no thanks <laughs> to that one. And um, other people who are black belts and, and therefore don't have as many people to answer to yes. also find themselves in the same um, justifying mode. It's an easy trap to fall into, I think. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I think kind of correlating to brown belt years in in my experience in in karate and also in life is that a lot of times people find that when they do something that maybe they're not comfortable with that justifying it makes it better. But a lot of times in my experience sometimes the justification for something makes the situation worse. Because you're trying to make up a reason, you know, sensei asks you, can you come and help in kids class? And if I said, no, sensei, I'm sorry, I have an obligation. That's understandable. Oh, but I have this amount of homework and this, this, and I just, I don't know. And maybe I'll make it that kind of, I mean, there's no better term for it than beating around the bush kind of is what makes the situation harder or more difficult. I agree with that. Whether you're a a kid, a student making that justification, or you're an adult with the same kind of an excuse, it always makes it worse. My dog ate my homework, (laughs) but I don't have a dog. All this justification in the world, right? So where I want to go from here is this. Think about this. Here we are, three people in training. And here we are talking about trying not to be people who justify mistakes. You make a mistake. That's it or you don't do something you were supposed to, or you forget something, whatever it is. How do you kind of keep track inside your own brain and heart as to how you're doing on that make an excuse slash justify versus get on with the actions of life? Are you going first, Sensei Jackie? If I may tell a story that uh, goes to that subject. When I was um, a white belt, couple of stripes we were doing uh, we were taking a seminar in advanced discrema and one of the things you have to do in the advanced discrema seminar is throw your discrema at an object and so I was in my backyard practicing and as I threw it I uh, broke my window of my house and the first thing I, I that came to me at that time was who can I blame for this <laughs> who how can I justify that I broke my own window but then I had to um, go through some machinations in my brain to realize that I was the one who made the mistake. And so it was a great time for me to start learning how to step up to my own mistakes. And it happens daily. Who can I blame it on? No, I can't blame it on anybody. I have to take care of it myself. Even if I just burned something in the kitchen, 
It was it's the stove's fault. <laughs> it's anybody's fault but mine at the beginning. And and slowly it come back to, well, I guess it was my fault. When I, I think it's because there's a stigma on imperfection. I would like that stigma to go away. Yes. I would like that stigma to jump back, Jack. See how I jaded up? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because... As we said in our Wabi Sabi episode, and I'm going to revisit that whole oh, wow. entire subject. I'm not going to necessarily just replay that episode. It, it deserves another look. It's such a great subject. I love one of my favorite content. And the next one I'm uploading to YouTube, by the way. I remember recording that episode. <laughs> one of the things that Eastern philosophy does really well is embrace the entirety of the human condition. And part of the human condition is imperfection. Mm. And it's not just the human condition. The thumbnail I'm going to use in YouTube is a piece of wood. Oh, oh yeah, yes. A cut of wood, because that's one of their examples, how the rings are there, but then there's imperfections within the rings. And that imperfection is what brings out the beauty in the person. And if we could embrace that, we wouldn't be so torn about our imperfections. Hmm. And I think those imperfections are exacerbated by all kinds of things like people making jokes that are um, hurtful and perfection being something that we see a lot in all kinds of media. The takeaway here is, can we just embrace those imperfections and go, you know, let's laugh it off and move on. You're right. right? And, and, it, and it's, it's finding the things about ourselves that we think are imperfections. Yeah. Taking it just with a grain of salt, because it's going to happen, whatever it We're is. human. Yes, thank goodness. Okay. Does anybody else have anything on Justify? Because I think we beat that puppy down. We did. So now we have to look up our words and we'll find out if the grown-ups think we were so off base. Us. Here we go. And we are back. Are you going to go first, Landon? Well, a jumping jack is a toy figure of a man with movable limbs. That is so <laughs> funny. Do they have a picture? No. Oxford... Does not. I don't get, I mean, I get it. He's a, his name is Jack and he's jumping and he's made out of wood. Maybe he's an old fashioned toy, but it sounds a little creepy. Definitely. Do they have the exercise? But the real definition, a plural noun, is that it's a calisthenic jump done from a standing position with legs together and arms at the sides to a position with the legs apart and the arms over the head. Yeah, they did a good description. I'm glad we didn't try to fight that battle. Yeah, I'm impressed. All right, moving on, Sensei Jackie. Okay, Jute. Their first definition in the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary is that it's a kata, and it was formulated in the Shiru style. Hmm. And then, of course, it gets to what we um, know as the weapon, a forked iron truncheon that can parry and attack by a sword. It was used by Japanese warriors and commoners and later by Japanese police who used it to overcome assailants or make arrests. It derives its name from the fact that its original form resembled the Chinese character for the number 10, and it was a hand weapon. So that's J-U for 10 and T-E for te. So I, they maybe say it even different. If you're out there and you know all those things, you'll let us know. But can we both say, Landon, that, that their definition and Sensei Jackie's definition right on the money, Us correct? Us. We are not going to find that to be true with me at all. Not even a little bit. We're are not you, even surprised about that. Are you ready? Because I said to make an excuse, 
Um, both Merriam-Webster and Oxford say that to justify is to show or prove to be right or reasonable. Oh, I don't think so. So they came at it from the other side, didn't right. they? Right. They used a different connotation. Yes, and I think they're wrong. In Merriam-Webster, rather than right, they use valid, but it's the same difference. So I'm just saying, Oxford and Miriam, give us a call. They should train. Because you're a little bit mistaken on that, <laughs> we all think. I'm trying to, to think in my head, what word would I use if I wanted to talk about being right? I would have arguments towards my goal like you do in debate, Landon. Us. But they're not justifications. No, they're points towards, uh, they're points. Yeah, towards an end goal. Right. The warrant right. is the word we use. Ooh, I love that. All right, guys, that's what we have in dictionary, and that's what we have in words for today. So all we have left to do is to say, do you want to give us a little bit of support? Am I correct? That's oh, us. That's our last note. Where's our support link? Scroll down the show notes. You'll see it. It says support the show. Please click it. And, of course, we appreciate that. Gosh, I think we did all our business and we did all our pleasure for today. So it's time for us to close out just like that. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm signing us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.